Hello and welcome back to Reality of Twist. I'm Ben. I'm Dylan. I'm Gunner. And I'm Gabriel. And today we have a, uh, a very unique topic that was chosen for me by the other guys uh, because of the odds that took place at the end of last episode. But uh, before we get into that, um, I believe we have a Jeremy update. Uh, Dylan, would you like to share? I do. Would I would in fact love to share. So this Jeremy update, we have another edition of Two Truths and a Lie. Are right, you all ready? Mm-hmm. So the first theme that Jeremy said was he went to Escalante, Utah again, and he was given a free ribeye steak from the owner of a steakhouse, I'm assuming, and he said it was amazing. Mm. Um, he then helped out a food he then helped out at a food drive and afterwards there was a lot of food left over so they ended up he they gave most of the so they gave us a whole they gave them a whole ham roast to take home with them okay and the third one is they caught a rainbow trout at a lake huh okay all food related all food related yep so it makes it a little bit hard to decide here I will say the rainbow trout because I've Jeremy just I, I, I don't see him doing that himself. See, I, <laughs> I, I actually do believe that one because um, he's he said he caught a fish before. Remember that? He's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah he did. Oh, so I'm going to say the steakhouse one. I, I see. I, one. I don't I don't believe that because I feel like a ribeye isn't like. Uh, you know, I remember driving on the highway and I saw a pickup that, or I saw, I saw a semi that said 20 ribeye for 35 bucks. So, you know. Oh, I, I've seen that too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think I just based on that alone, a completely different thing. I don't think that's, I, th- I think that one's a lie. You, you think, or I think, or no, I think it's the, I think it's the truth. I think okay. it's the truth. I, I think it was a decoy. I think the, cause I think we can agree that the, the uh, food drive one is, I guess yeah. on paper crazier that you, they'd give food that's supposed to go to the poor just to some some guy that was helping out. I don't know. Actually, the more I talk about it, I I still think well, the ribeye. I'm gonna say the ribeye one was fake. While you guys were chatting, I was doing some research because oh. I found out that the rainbow trout isn't in Utah. It's oh, in the right. ocean. I was right. Whoa. Wow! Wow! Maybe, he maybe just called your bluff, Jeremy. Jeremy, maybe that's you're why I was so be... insane. Wow, well, Jeremy, you're gonna be real heartbroken when you find out that we figured out your lie before you even told us. It's a shame though that you're in the ground still. So you yeah. probably. Won't. I mean, it's technically a lie. It might not be his intended lie because he could have caught a different fish, which he mistook for the for the rainbow trout. Very true. But, I, w- I just well, I want to look at what rainbow trout looks like. Yeah, I have. Just a second, guys. None of the pictures <laughs> are loading. I'm looking at habitat maps for rainbow trout, and it looks like they can live inland, from what I'm seeing. Wait, let me let me keep looking. Because the the only useful maps just refuse to load. So let me let me click on it and see. What if the rainbow trout just didn't exist at all? (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, they're they're just refusing to load. Okay, well, never mind. Apparently, I uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, even if they they do live inland, I'm gonna say that one is the lie because I could see Jeremy being like, "Oh, well, I did catch a fish, but it wasn't a rainbow trout." Very true. Mm-hmm. And like, I can see I, him being like, "Oh, it's the boy." Like, because a rainbow trout's not necessarily like a super insane. Like, he could have said, "Oh, I caught a shark," but no, he said a rainbow trout. So I think he purposely chose. Right. A more believable one to try to throw. But like, what he didn't take into consideration is that you know, tr- rainbow trout. Possibly, maybe it might. It might be, but it possibly might not even be an inland fish, and therefore his whole plan was th- thrown. Uh, th- got a, th- a curveball thrown at it, and it all went sideways. All right. Well, this is all a little fishy. But uh, tune in for the next episode of Reality with the Twist, and uh, the answer will be revealed. Wait, 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 wait. What? I'm breaking news. I looked it up, and KSL.com said, as of 2012, which is in the past, as you guys know, although native to Western North America, the rainbow trout is not native to Utah, but is still extremely popular with Utah anglers. Because of its popularity, the rainbow has been introduced to cold waters throughout the state. And because most Utah rainbow trout do not reproduce in the wild, the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources stocks millions of rainbows each year. So it looks like they have been introduced to the waters of Utah. Hmm. Well, this is a game changer. That is a big <laughs> update, guys. I'm invested in this. I'm I'm excited to hear the answer. We've we've just created a whole another paradox about the rainbow trout and yeah. when we weren't even supposed to. <laughs> this is actually okay. a fishing podcast now. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, final answers, everyone. Uh, Gabe, what is your answer? Oh, don't. Start Which with is me. the lie? With me, don't start with me. I don't know. I'm starting with you. No, I'm gonna say ooh. Just to be special, I'm gonna say the steakhouse. Okay. Uh, Gunner? Rainbow Trout. Rainbow Trout. Okay. And Dylan? Uh, I said the Rainbow Trout as well. Okay. That's also going to be my answer. Uh, Gabe, you are the special one today. I am special. Okay. Well, um, do you guys want to go ahead and reveal the, the topic that you guys chose for me? Maybe we should reveal it with a sound effect. Listen here. That was what toilet flushing by uh, Sound FX. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody. I'm going to be doing an entire podcast today on toilets. Wow. Um, and actually, I, I'm not too upset about it. I think I'm I'm a little excited for it. To be completely honest, how could you not be excited for toilets? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so what I decided to do is I'm just gonna. <clears throat> basically uh, go through some of the history and development of toilets throughout the years. So, okay. Ooh. yeah, are you guys ready to get started? Oh, I'm ready. ready. Okay. So, um, to begin, it's a widely held belief that Thomas Crapper designed the first flush toilet in the 1860s, um, but it was actually much earlier, even in another century. Um, hmm. Hang on, what? what did I just hear something? It's time for question number one. Today, there's going to be four questions, and uh, the prize for whoever gets the most um, correct answers will have the privilege of 
um, being able to cut my odds in half for whatever odds they choose going Whoa. forward. What? Yeah, that's yeah. insane. So, can, you, can you elaborate more on like what you mean by cut your odds in half? Absolutely. So basically, um, it doesn't have to be this podcast. It could be the next or, or really any time. But whenever we do, uh, what are the odds? Um, if I say, uh, I don't know, uh, 10, you can say, actually, Ben, that's going to be five. I'm using my cut your odds in half privilege. And oh. so then I will have to cut it in half and do five. So, so no matter what, one of your odds will be cut in half. But the thing is, I mean, won't you it, just double the odds knowing that at any point they can be cut in half? No. So I'm actually, um, t I mean, theoretically I could, but um, I, then, I'm just not going to be doing that. I'm okay. going to give my odds just as I normally would any other time. Okay, cool. Wow. Well, there's some big odds. Quite literally, no pun intended, there's some big odds at stake here. Yeah. <laughs> You know what, Gabe? Go ahead and add a bruh sound effect. Bruh. I made the mistake of putting sound effects on this podcast every once in a while, and now, because I have to, we don't have a soundboard. I have to add them post in post. Uh, so I think this podcast it, will be very sound effect heavy from now on. And uh, enough of your whining. Add the whole entire Declaration of Independence right now. We hold these truths to be self-evident. <laughs> Should be playing. Of Should still be playing right now. Yep. Can you can you add a, a like an angry sound effect for to reflect how you're feeling about this right now? Oh, I'll make it. <laughs> it's, just, it's just constant grunting in the background. All right, we're that's probably not going to get in. Anyway, Ben, go back to your, go back to uh, asking questions. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So, question number one. Uh, when was the first toilet, the first flush toilet invented? Was it in the 1400s, the 1500s, the 1600s, or the 1700s? Um, actually, I forgot. I, I need to pick your order. So I'm going to be uh, rolling dice for you guys to decide what order you're going to be going in for all these questions. So uh, I, I, I don't see what's so special about these dice. Like, I... How does the dice tell you? Well, basically, I'm just going to say, like, for example, okay, uh, this will be Dylan's roll. Okay, he got a one, and I'm going off of highest roll goes first. Oh, so. like, like, like Mario Party. In that case, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Dylan is probably confirmed going to be going last. Okay, this will be Gunner's roll. I can't go any lower. <laughs> Gunner also got a one. I knew that was going to happen. Yes. yes! <laughs> All right, and then Gabe. Gabe also got a one. I'm not even. <laughs> okay, I have to redo it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here's here's Dylan's roll. Four. Hey, okay. Okay. Gunner is six. Oh, okay, well, I think Gunner's going first. And Gabe is five. Oh. So it's going to be. I'm still Gunner going to <laughs> Okay. I'd like to solve the puzzle. Okay, what's your answer? 1400s. Okay. Wait, we can choose Gabe? the same one still, right? Yeah. Okay, I was also going to go with the 1400s. Um, I will also go with the 1400s. <laughs> okay, well, Gabe put a flush sound effect. You guys are all wrong. It's the 1500s. No! No! <laughs> it was 
1592, when Sir John Harrington, godson of Queen Elizabeth I, invented a water closet, uh, in other words, a toilet, with a raised tank and a small downpipe through which water ran to flush the waste. However, it wasn't a popularized concept until the 1800s, which uh, that's when Thomas Crapper came in and changed the game. His name was actually, like, Thomas Crapper, like... Was that really where it came from? Crap? Um, well, I, let's find out. Ben's doing his research. In Live the research. Live well, research. You, you get right to throw now. in curveball questions. Yeah. Yeah, Thomas Crapper was an English plumber and businessman. Wow. And, yeah. Distinguished. So he, okay, it says he was a plumber. Was he the first plumber? <laughs> if he, inv- if um, he, like, popularized the modern toilet... Who else was in the game at that point? <laughs> no, no, the first plumber was Mario. Oh, of course, of course. You know, it's a yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. Uh, so now we're going to be going all the way over to Britain, where we're going to be putting our magnifying glass and honing in on today. And uh, uh, Dylan, give me a British accent. Oi, love. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so to start out our our, um, our segment in Britain, we're going to go with another question. Which of these was a real job in the 19th century? So only one of these is the correct answer. Okay. Number one, waste box inspectors who routinely came through the town to inspect each and every home's toilet and performed maintenance. Two, Dung scrapers who brought handheld tools such as metal flat edges and chisels to people's toilets to remove and scrape out the residue that built up as there was no bowl rinsing effect with each flush as we have today. Or soil men who used carts, buckets, and large scoopers to collect human waste throughout the city for disposal. So we've got waste box inspectors, dung scrapers, and soil men. Gunner, what's your answer? Wait, so... It, which one is around or which is not is. around? No, which one ha- like was real? Oh, yeah. which one was real? Two I'm of them say are the same. soil men. Okay. I'm okay. gonna say the dung scrapers. Oh, I'm gonna go with the inspector. Wow, there you go. All right. That will be a point for Gunner. It is soil men. Um, I, and now I'm going to talk to you about why soil men was a job that was so, uh, direly needed in Britain in the 19th century. Uh, so back then there were really just not enough toilets for everyone. Uh, in fact, some major cities such as London and Manchester, um, up to a hundred people might be sharing the same toilet, uh, with all the waste just being collected in a, a chamber below. Um, and this actually led to an overflow of waste and sewage that seeped through the cracks in the streets and leaked down the roads and sidewalks. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever smelled like a burst septic tank or leaked sewage, but I mean, it's absolutely nauseating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and not to mention, I mean, the sun would be beating down on the streets during this time and uh, that would just make the, the whole smell of the city absolutely worse. Uh, So that's where soil men came in. They would literally, their job would be to scoop the mess off the streets by the bucket full and dump it in carts as they went, uh, which would usually be dumped in the rivers next to the cities. 
honestly, mm. for you know, for twenty bucks an hour, I'd do it. <laughs> really? In, in this economy. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, a, a little a little fact about um, the soil men is um, their shifts were all completely at night. Uh, and so this job actually had a high rate of um, robbery and murder um, just because, you know, they'd be targets in the, in the streets at night. Um, so, yeah, a lot, a, lot of, uh, a lot of deaths occurred um, for people who held that position. So For 21 bucks an hour, I'd do it. <laughs> there you go. That yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, and then, so to make this whole matter even worse, after an especially hot summer in 1858, when rotting sewage resulted in a disastrous period in British history. Uh, and then we're going to go for our next question. What was this period in history called? A, the Great Stink. B, the Brown Flood. C, the Dreadful Stench. Or D, the Street Swamps. See, there's also Gunner. fake names. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, who came up with that? I will say, though, it's a The Great Stink. Wait, wait, okay. It's not your turn, Dylan. Yeah. Oh, I, I forgot. <laughs> it's okay. okay. I'm going to say The Brown Flood. Okay. Uh, uh, Gabe? Go with, my gut says The Great Stink. This is my first time answering. I'll also say The Great Stink. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Gabe and Dylan, you are correct. It was the great stink. So everybody no. has one point. Oh, 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 oh. Can we get um MLG sound effect? Oh, baby, a triple. Can we get? Uh, can we? Yeah, that, can we? that was an outdated sound effect, but it still works. Okay. <laughs> can we get a metal sound effect? Just like pieces of metal. <laughs> Maybe get the boiling in there too. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> okay, so as a result of the Great Stink, uh, the British government said they had enough, and that was when they decided to build the system of sewers in London, which took seven years to complete. Mm. So, you know, they had to put up with that for a whole nother seven years. Uh, and then, you know, over time, toilets began to be installed in all the newly built houses, uh, and they'd be hooked up to the sewer systems that we know and love today. And actually, I, I think the sewers get a lot of hate for uh, for all that they, they really do for us and all they put up with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I ain't wanting to find an alligator in the sewer. <laughs> hate when or, or, or turtles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, so now, now that we know why the, the world needs toilets so badly, we're going to talk about the different types of toilets around the world today, oh. uh, as well as a lack thereof. Oh. It's oh, kind of no. forgotten that some people don't have toilets and just have never used them. Uh, so here comes our final question. Our final question is... What percentage of the world is still practicing open defecation, aka doing your business in the wilderness or any other convenient location with no toilet? A, 3%, B, 
5%, C, 10%, and D, 15%. Uh, wow. Wow, yeah. I'm going to go uh, with 15%. Uh, oh, okay. I'm also going to go with 15%. It's going to sound bad, but I'm also going with 15%. There's a lot of people in the world. Well, you guys are all correct. 15% of the world still practices open defecation. I do it by choice, not by necessity. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so uh, then we're going to get to the the two types of toilets that are out today in the world, uh, the two major types. And the first is known simply as a squat toilet. Uh, squat toilets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're exactly what they sound like. Uh, they're essentially a, a hole at ground level with the platform for your feet on either side. Uh, these are very common in Asia, Asian, European, and Middle Eastern countries. Uh, and then some countries, such as Japan and Russia, traditionally uh, have had a majority of squat toilets. However, they're slowly moving to our second type, uh, which are referred to as Western toilets. Um, so now I want to hear from you guys. Uh, I have to imagine using a squat toilet would be a much different experience as compared to our, our seated toilets. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? Do you think one would be better or, or worse and why? Uh, I think ergonomics-wise, squatty squatty potties would be better because I think that's how humans were kind of made to poop because you know they're the toilets haven't been around forever so everybody squatted at one point so i think we've kind of adapted and evolved to poop healthily that way so i think almost sitting in like a 90 degree angles is bad for the bowels actually gabe is correct uh by squatting you open up the pelvic floor oh my pelvic floor is open 24 7 drop your pelvic to the floor before you hit the door. <laughs> uh, I, I, I know for, I mean, I do agree that it is probably a lot better because that's just how in nature men way, way, way back then. That's how early humans did it. I think just for me knowing my circumstance, I'd probably be having to squat for a really long time. Um, so while it might not be the better option, I'm still going to prefer sitting down to do my business. I think for people used to Western-style toilets, it'd be a hard, hard thing to get used to to use squatty potties. But I think you'd gain some muscle doing them. Fair enough. This is true. That's a fair point. Imagine sitting on the squatter toilet, whatever, the squat toilet for 20 minutes. Ooh. You'd have some killer thought. Yeah. You would. I, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so as I as I just mentioned before, uh, our, our other type that we're going to be talking about today are, are mostly known as Western toilets. And, you know, that just means the kind where you sit on a bowl with a tank on the back. Uh, these, these are primarily used in Australia, United States, Canada, and uh, some countries in northern Western Europe, and then the majority of Latin and South American countries. They're very easily seen as more comfortable, obviously, um, as we were just kind of talking about. However, their downfall is known to be their sanitation. Because with a squat toilet, all you're touching is the floor with your shoes, realistically. Uh, but then with a Western toilet, I mean, you're throwing it all on there. Uh, you're wiping and then touching the handle. Uh, so I know we've all had our fair share of um, disgusting bathroom situations. So 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, with, with all its comfortability, do you guys think it's uh, really worth it? I mean, um, for, sorry, Dylan, go ahead. No, I was just going to say short answer. No, I mean, like I said, I definitely still do prefer doing my normal business and like it just. Yeah, I, I don't know how I would feel about the squatty still, even though with all those circumstances from my perspective and I have a very like privileged perspective living where I live and being who I am. Um, I'd like to try a squatty potty just to see. But I think I at this point in my life, I would be able to kind of give up the sanity because I'm used to it you know like there have been times where I've really needed to go to the bathroom but I simply can't because of how gross the like public bathroom is so I just I literally mm-hmm. it. it's fair but, enough I mean yeah. that's so that's rare enough to where I, I just don't know if I'd if I if it's worth it for me to give up western style toilets yeah that's I'm, a gonna ha- I'm gonna have to agree with uh, Gabe like um I think Western style toilets are just going to be like incredibly more comfortable. Uh, and it's like hard for me to imagine just squatting. Um, and then like, um, they're just incredibly more comfortable, but he's right. There are times where it's like just ridiculously gross and you just can't like your body just sucks it all back in. Yeah. I would like to propose a hybrid toilet where it's like a Western style toilet but it's at an angle, a squat angle. So you can still rest on it a little bit, but it still opens mm. up the pelvic floor. Well, what do we think of that? I mean, fellas? there, there, well, there's also a thing. There's another thing called the squatty potty where like, it was just like a little stool that like you put your feet on and it would elevate your feet up into a squatty position so that when you do use the bathroom, it is, you're technically in a somewhat squatty position. So was it called squatty potty? I thought squatty potty was just a nickname for, um, uh the actual squat toilet no you're right squatty potty is the (gasps) i've accidentally been endorsing a brand this entire time guys don't 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 listen to me (laughs) (laughs) we might have to have to bleep out every single time you said that (laughs) no endorsements on this podcast all right well Let's get a massive toilet flush sound effect to cap it off, because that's actually all I have to talk about. Wait, that, but we're all at a tie, though, aren't we? Yeah, that's that's actually kind of a major problem because, <laughs> because... Okay, 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 okay. whoever whoever makes the best fart noise with their mouth, Ben gets the vote wins all right let's go down the order that the die had chosen okay okay oh uh goodness this is a lot of pressure um <laughs> mm, all right let me let me prep real quick okay me, me 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 okay <laughs> all right this is definitely me when i fart <laughs> Sounds kind of loose down there. Yeah. <laughs> if you're farting like that, I got some concerns, honestly. All right, you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> kind of, kind of a horse right. thing to it, but that's just how it All sounds right. for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Apologies for what's about to happen. <laughs> 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 oh man 
Um, this is a tough choice. I really like the effort that all you guys put into this. Uh, um, I think I'm going to have to give it to Dylan, though. Good. That one yeah. really knocked me out of my chair. He he knows farts the best out of out of us. So I know from experience. It. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan, quite simply, be farting. He'd be farting. I do be farting. Um, I will make sure to use my new privilege of uh, half odds wisely. <laughs> okay. Um, well, uh, I think I'm ready to stop talking about this topic as soon as possible. Gunnar, <laughs> would you like to lead us with a pharmacy fact? Absolutely. So today we are talking about NSAIDs. Do you guys know what NSAIDs are? No. Um, isn't... No. I've heard, I've heard the name before, but I'm not even going to pretend I know. Okay, that's fine. So NSAIDs are non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, oh, and they're basically fine. drugs that you know are used to relieve pain, right, or inflammation, and bring down bringing down you know a fever or anything like that. So uh, we often use them for headaches, and we commonly use one called ibuprofen. Oh, ibuprofen mm. all the time. Ooh. Yeah, so <laughs> ibuprofen. But there are also some other common NSAIDs that you may also have heard of but never knew. Another one is called naproxen. This is a leave. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then there is another one called diclofenac. It just recently got released as a like gel or a cream over the counter that you can use for like surface pain. There is another one called celecoxib. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then another one called meloxicam. Okay. Okay. Atoricoxib. Indomethacin. And then finally, high-dose aspirin is also a NSAID, not low-dose aspirin because that is considered just a blood thinner. Oh, yeah. Baby aspirin. Huh. Nice. So there you go. You have talked about NSAIDs on the pod once when you, uh, I think we were talking about ibuprofen, but that's why I recognized it. But uh, yeah, okay, that cleared it up. It's weird how the same drug can be classified as two different things just based on the dosage. Yeah. So I didn't know that it worked that way. Yep. A lot of drugs actually have multiple purposes. Um, so it's it's really interesting. Like they they target the same thing, but depending on the strength, they can actually uh, completely be used for two different things. Hmm. A classic example, I guess we're getting two drug facts today, is Ooh. a drug called sildenafil. And I hope none of you boys have any experience with this because sildenafil is most commonly used for erectile dysfunction. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, but. Depending on the strength, it can also be used for hypertension. Oh, nice. Oh. Yep. So wait, 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 wait. So it's used for both high blood pressure, right? Hypertension, high blood pressure. And also erectile dysfunction, which is not enough blood pressure to the penis, right? Right. I guess yes. It's so like how it things. works is uh, sildenafil is a, a vasodilator, meaning it opens up uh, your blood vessels. Hey. So by doing so, it lowers the blood pressure while allowing for more blood flow to the 
desired areas. Okay. Oh. I get it. I get it. That's very interesting. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, Thanks yeah. for the uh, the pharmacy fat gunner. Absolutely. I'm glad that we got a little bit of a break from the toilet talk, but actually I'm going to bring it right back because um, today I'm going to be starting out a new segment uh, for myself, which is going to be our Spanish phrase of the day. So uh, just to preface the Spanish fact, um, I, I first of all, I don't speak Spanish, of course, natively or fluently. Um, uh, I'm just learning Spanish. Uh, currently, I'm, I think I'm on my fourth Spanish class of college. Um, and so I, I find it really interesting and fun to learn the language. Uh, it's probably my favorite thing I've, I've been doing in college so far. Um, so yeah, I just, I just figured it'd be fun to, to learn with you guys and share some phrases that, that may or may not come in handy, uh, just for a fun little segment. So, um, yeah. Nice. Sounds good. Uh, you should be a Spanish major. Just switch it. Just oh, switch should it. I? Yeah, yeah. Just switch it like on your junior year and take like how how many classes would you even need to take to be a Spanish major? Um, I'd probably need to take. You know, that's actually a really good question. I don't know, um, but I'll let you know once I do switch. Yeah, of course, of course. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Today's Spanish phrase is "El inodoro está atascado." And that means the toilet is clogged. Uh, inodoro means toilet. Um, esta is referring to the verb estar, which is um, to be. So it's kind of like a, a means like a temporary or situation state of being. Okay. Um, so the toilet is. And then atascado uh, refers to the verb atascar, uh, a verb that means to clog. So um, okay. Basically, atascado just means clogged. So, el inodoro está atascado. Very nice. I will use that probably every single day from now on, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, I guess I, I hope that we're done with toilet talk for today. Um, yeah. Dylan? I'm a little grossed out. I think I'm going to avoid going to the bathroom for the rest of the day, actually. <laughs> right. Yeah. Septic but, shock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those darn septic eels oh my gosh <sighs> okay so uh dylan would you like to give us a roblox game recommendation I would, like, I would i would so today's game is a little bit more simpler than you know some other game some of the games i've recommended in the past this one is just a very simple obstacle course or as known on roblox an obby however there's something special about this obby in particular that being that you cannot stop, meaning that if you stop moving for more than 1.5 seconds, you will die. Whoa. So the, so the thrill of this obby is obviously you have to keep moving and pushing forward and making sure that you hit your end goal. And if you stop at any point, you have to restart from the last point you had, you know, saved a checkpoint on. So it's a very, uh, if you like obbies, and you'll definitely love this one, um, Give it a three out of five stars. That's a new thing I'm doing. Um, why Why that rating? Because I still get mad at Obby sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, if you want a nice challenging Obby, No Stop Obby is the one for you. I could see why why that would, would be frustrating because like you can't stop and think about what you're going to do next. You just have to keep going. Mm -hmm. That's tough. It is very tough. 
All right. Um, I believe today we have some more weird news to discuss. Oh, we sure do. As always, I get these stories from the Associated Press. Um, I'm not reading straight from it this time, guys. I'm I paraphr- I'm doing a little mix. I'm paraphrasing some, reading some, you know, just try to try to get the best message possible. So do we remember about uh, last week how we talked about burning spiders alive in Utah? Do we remember that? I do remember that, yes. Mm-hmm. So I have a much deeper question for you guys. Do spiders snooze? Do they sleep? Do they snore? Well, I guess snore is different than sleeping. But, you know, that's the general <laughs> reason. Do you guys think spiders sleep? Uh, I don't know, but I do like the fact, the, the thought of spiders snoring now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, researchers discovered that our eight-legged friends might relate more to humans than we initially thought. Uh, Daniela Rossler and her colleagues trained cameras on a baby jumping spiders at night to find out. The footage showed patterns that looked a lot like sleep cycles. The spider's legs twitched and parts of their eyes flickered. The researchers described the pattern as a, quote, REM sleep-like state. In humans, REM, or rapid eye movement, is an active phase of sleep when parts of the brain light up with activity and is closely linked with dreaming. Other animals like birds are also known to experience REM sleep, but from what the article says, apparently people have just kind of never thought to find out if spiders experience the same thing. So, like, it's not like some groundbreaking discovery. It's just like we never thought, hey, did spiders do that? Uh, So, which leads me to ask, if they might experience REM sleep, do you guys think that that means spiders dream? Did did our weird news Utah man from last week not only kill a spider, but that spider's dreams as well? (laughs) Something to ponder. He might have done more damage than he intended. Uh, Critters like the jumping spider are very far from humans on the evolutionary tree. Jerry Siegel, a sleep researcher who is not involved with the study, said he's doubtful that spiders can really experience REM sleep. Quote, there may be animals that have uh, that have activity in quiet states, said Siegel, of the UCLA Center for Sleep Research. But are they REM sleep? It's hard to imagine that they could be the same thing. But Barrett Klein, an etymolog- or entomologist, not etymologist, at the University of Wisconsin, La Crosse, who was also not involved in the study, said it's exciting to find REM-like signs in such a different, distant relative. Many questions remain about how widespread REM sleep is and what purpose it might serve for species, he said. REM sleep is very much, or REM sleep is, quote, still very much a black box, Klein said. So, uh, spiders might dream, which is a very, I guess, abstract and kind of world-changing thought. Because um, I, I, I think of dreaming as a very mammal thing. I don't know about you guys, but... Um, that's that's insane to think about. What do you think spiders dream about if they do? Somebody lighting them on fire. <laughs> nightmares. <laughs> yeah, nightmares. Or I mean, I I could be like a dream of theirs. I mean, maybe that's a good dream. I, I don't know. Yeah. What? I mean, maybe building a web. That'd be kind of a boring dream, but there's not much else going on in their lives. Yeah. That, honestly, yeah. that'd be frustrating. They dream that they build an entire web and then they wake up and they still haven't done it yet. <laughs> <laughs> that would be disappointing. Yeah. Maybe they, they dream about um, like catching a really big juicy fly or yeah. something like that. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, thanks, uh, Gabe, for the weird news. Mm-hmm. That's, That's definitely an interesting one. We also well, have a car oh. fact today. 
Um, oh, because we don't, ah. we don't have a local artist, unfortunately, but we will next week. Uh, so our car fact today is more of a general maintenance reminder. Change your oil every 5,000 to 10,000 miles if your car is under 100,000 miles. And that's thinking that it's a newer car. Older cars uh, and high mileage cars need oil changes way more frequently. Uh, I remember my first car, I did it every 3,000 miles. And my general rule of thumb is that once a car hits 100K, just to be safe, I do it every 3,000 miles, not 300,000 miles. Oh my God. Uh, Also, remember to follow your car's scheduled maintenance. It's easy to forget things like transmission fluid and timing belt if your car has one because these things need change so infrequently, every 30 to 60 to even 100,000 miles in some cases. But failing to do so might literally kill your an- engine or transmission. Uh, if, you, mm. if you fail to change your timing belt every 100,000 miles and you have an interference engine and the timing belt, bra- timing belt breaks, your engine's done for. So definitely keep up on your car's maintenance. Okay. Thank you very much, Gabe. Of course. Uh, do you guys know off the top of your head what uh, mileage your car has? Uh, I do. I believe I do too. Me too. Would, would we like? Oh, okay. To, would we like to go one at a time and say what our car <laughs> yeah, was, mileage is? I was hoping you guys would would say it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, my, mine is like seventy six five thirty or something like that. I know it's seventy six. Okay. Mine is about. <laughs> 147,000 miles. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, uh, mine's about 1,587 miles. <laughs> okay, Dylan. <laughs> I know, I know. I did, did a lot of driving. Dylan, yeah. Dylan, in the past month and a half that I've owned my new car, I've put over 5,000 miles on it. And that's more miles than your car has since you bought it. <laughs> I, just, I I work from home. I have no oh, yeah, reason to drive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'm coming right up on the edge of 131,000. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. All right. Just, just I was just curious. Um, but yeah. So uh, as we know, with the um, sound effects that we got earlier, Dylan won. So Dylan, you now have the privilege for. Uh, whatever one of the odds you choose, you can save it if you want to cut my odds in half. So um, I, I think that'll lead us right into our what are the odds segment. Okay. Okay, I will say Gunner. Okay. Oh. Actually, not Gunner. Okay. No. Oh. Yes. What are the odds that you have to open your fridge and drink a cup of the first condiment you see? I said a cup. Oh. I said a cup more like you can do a quarter cup or a half cup. Whew. Oh man. Um I'm gonna say Yikes. Um twelve. I'll do twelve. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Gunner or Kenner? Oh, okay. Yeah, Gunner. uh three two one ten i okay man i'm close so so delayed i know ben you were really delayed on that one on our end (laughs) really i said it on my end before you guys came in like a a good second or two seconds later ten nine Nine. oh (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, do you guys want to redo it? No, no, no. I trust no. you. I trust uh, you. Uh, yeah. I think it's just your your internet or your microphone or something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Dylan. Yep. What are the odds you go to the nearest McDonald's and order lunch for your shell uh, for yourself shirtless? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I am getting hungry and I was thinking about getting McDonald's for lunch today. Um, I'll do 25. Okay. All right. I'll count down. Three, two, one. Six. No, no, no. It wasn't meant to be. Nope. Um, Ben, are you still deciding on yours? Uh, I've got one ready. Oh, okay. Um, Gunner. Yes. What are the odds that you have to give us a one minute long beatbox? <laughs> <laughs> but you, but uh, wait, 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 but you have to incorporate twenty one somewhere into it. <laughs> dubstep <Okay>. style. <laughs> 20, 21 dubstep remix. Uh, twenty. Okay. <laughs> okay. All, All right, right. I'll count you guys down. down. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Three. Eleven. Oh, oh. nards. Nards. Oh. Uh, okay. <clears throat> time for descending odds. No, oh, I, I didn't oh, say oh, mine. Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Gabe. Yes. <laughs> Shoot. What are the odds that, um, the next time we all are together, yeah. you have to go inside a Taco Bell, order a just a normal taco, open it up, take a bite out of it, and go, oh, too spicy, and then throw it away and leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, do I, I'm assuming I have to go inside of the restaurant, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You'd have to go inside. Uh, and we will record this and okay, put it up yes. on the YouTube channel. Of course. 15. <laughs> all right three two one twelve oh okay so we've got uh taco bell too spicy um <laughs> we've got mcdonald's shirtless um we have the one minute uh dubstep style 21 remix <laughs> and uh then drinking a what a half cup you said or a uh, cup yeah a half cup half cup of the first condiment you see in your fridge um personally i like i like the um yeah you guys go first oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> all right i um i'm gonna vote for my own just because i think it's kind of funny and what also, that, and also we could own? do it right now on the podcast, and it wouldn't involve. That's true. Oh, yeah, beatboxing into the microphone. I'm gonna do the Taco Bell one. Taco Bell. Okay. <laughs> oh man, and they're all kind of good. Uh just to, I'll, I'll go beatboxing as well. Oh, so we, so we have three different ones. Well, the the reason I didn't want to go first is because I actually did what kind of want to vote for my own. Oh, so I, I kind of want to say beatboxing. Oh no, beatboxing won. 
<laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Uh, I'll start <laughs> us off, and I'll say... Ooh, 13. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, I'll count down. I'll say the number with you. All right, three, two, one. Five. I almost Ooh. said five, but mm. I didn't say that. Uh, All right, I'll bring it down to 10. Okay, I'll count down. Okay. All right, I'll say the number with you, Gunner. Three, two, one. Two. Four. Ooh. Uh, um, I, I'll bring it down to seven. Okay. I'll say a number. I'll count down. Three, two, one. One. Six. Oh. If only it were Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll bring it down to six. I'll say the number. I'll count you guys down. Three, two, one. Six. One. Oh, again. I'll again. Say, I'll say five. All right. I'll say the number. I'll count down. Three, right. two, one. Two. Three. Ooh. Ooh. All right. I'll say four. I'll count down. I'll say the number. Three, two, one. Four. Okay. Let me get a timer ready. Uh, oh, do you, I, I have a timer ready already. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> okay. Okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> Hey, keep on, keep it boxing. Come on, you have forty more seconds. <laughs> Give us some dubstep. Yeah, dubstep, dubstep. <laughs> Alright, I think that's been a no, minute. Has it? Six seconds left. Oh, six seconds, fine. Do a vine, do a vine. Hit <laughs> twenty twenty one. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Oh, that was great. That was horrible. I hated every every second of that. <laughs> Alex wasn't going to McDonald's shirtless. That's true. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we did get a local artist after all. Yeah, we sure did. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, did you guys enjoy learning about toilets today? Yeah, I sure did. And a uh, little announcement before we come off. This is our second to last episode of this season. Uh, this is season one of Reality with a Twist. We, uh, Our last episode will not be hosted by any one of us, but all of us. So uh, keep a lookout for that. It's going to be quite the fun one. It is. And bit, yeah, just be on the lookout for it. Yeah. 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 Woo. Alright. <laughs> okay. Well, uh had fun talking to you guys today. Uh and everybody tune in next time to Reality with the Twist. I'm Ben. I'm Dylan. I'm Gunner. And 
and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.